0: We're back, guys. The Shitcoin.com show is back in action. Um, as always, I'm here with with Andreas, hey, Andreas, and yep. uh, yeah, we thought we'd just kind of get back into the the groove a little bit. We have we have some guests lined up in the coming weeks, so um, I think up next week we have uh, Zane Tackett from FTX. So be sure to check out that one when it when it comes next week. Um, but before then, we thought we'd just like kind of you know get caught up a little bit, um, get back in the in the feeling of recording again. Um, and see what's, what's going on. I mean, there's a ton of stuff. I think, I think the biggest news right now is this whole NFT craze, which is, is blowing up. Um, to be honest, I feel like it's just kind of like flew over me. I never realized it was
1: happening. Um, how do you feel about it? The NFTs is weird because I, I don't own any NFTs. I've not looked into it. I didn't know it would get serious. I thought maybe for in-game items, you know, like the game that Samson Mao is always shelling the um, infinite fleet, stuff like that. Uh, and then it was, of course, rare Pepe's, which for me was a very sad story because, um, I've only lost the private keys to two wallets in my life. Yeah. The first one was a Litecoin wallet in 2012. still don't Ooh. know. <laughs> the second one, I got drunk on the beach and had a seed face my rare Pepe coin wallet on me and it just oh, like man. got lost in the sand or something I don't know so, all my rare Pepe's you know could could have been hundreds of dollars now I mean hundreds of millions I'm sure <laughs> yeah all, all gone
0: um yeah I can see yeah, how that would be... leave a bit of a no well I've acquired random little things I, I think just from people giving them sharing them um, like kind of mm-hmm. airdropping them and stuff like that Um, I I feel that my appreciate, I I don't think I've quite honed in on what I think would be a good purchase. I feel like I'm just pissing away money if I buy anything. I think that's the issue. Um, but it's, I mean, it seems to be going pretty nuts. I I saw, I saw as well, the the biggest thing, uh, happening in the last couple of days was, was actually this whole Beeple sale. Um, before a few weeks ago, I had no idea who Beeple was. And then Thank
1: you. Okay, now I feel less stupid because as of yesterday, I didn't know who Beeple is.
0: Yeah, literally, I, I think probably, yeah, three weeks ago, I saw he was on an um, on, on up-only TV with uh, Crypto Cobain and, and Legislators. And I was watching that and I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. And then I started like, looking at what he was doing and stuff. I was like, fuck, this guy's been doing art for a really long time um, and kind of getting stuck into the, the NFT stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, his, his work's selling for, like, hundreds of thousands. And then this Christie's one, which did 69 million, is nuts.
1: It's, wow. And, yeah, I mean, this is a bit of a spoiler for the Shake On newsletter, but there is a video made by Justin Sun <laughs> that you can find on Twitter where he explains why he did not win the Beeple artwork. What is it called? Uh, Every Day?
0: Every days, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, and it's like, yeah, because the user interface was clunky, I, I guess, and everything. Then Justin Sun was actually trying to bid $70 million, And he has a video of him doing it. And it straight <laughs> up doesn't work.
0: Man, it's, that is so nuts. Literally yesterday, I was when I was on Twitter following it, um, you know, you've seen all the comments, people are like, oh, who, who bought this? Probably Justin Sun. And you think it kind of flippantly. Yeah. Quite- He was genuinely trying to buy that. (laughs) Man. (laughs) I wonder what he'd have done
1: with it if he he got
0: it.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, when it it comes to marketing, he is a genius. Yeah. Because what you do is you buy the thing and then you make an appearance with the artist. And then you can turn that into promoting NFTs on Tron, which pumps the price (laughs) of TRX. and and he like he would have that 70 million back in a week. For sure. Because Justin Sun is so good at pumping. He's so good. <laughs> I yeah. you know, I really admire him. I there are people who hate on him, but I think he's great. If you if that's if that's what you're going to do, you're going to be a shit corner and just shameless about it. I'm I'm for it, man. Just just do it properly, you know.
0: Well, speaking speaking of kind of uh, you know, supposed shit coins um so lately this whole binance chain stuff um bsc has been going nuts there's there's been a lot of so whereas before it was you know people who were staunch bitcoiners saying like ethereum's trash like this is this is ridiculous like what are we doing with Defi? now it's ethereum people that are telling uh bsc people man this bsc thing is trash what what are you what are you doing with this um I mean, I I totally get it. You, you. Have you have you looked into it at all? The BSC stuff.
1: I haven't looked into into. I think it's Binance Smart Chain. Yeah. And the reason is, I I was just assuming that Binance Smart Chain is, you know, it's a centralized chain that is run by the company Binance, which is great. So that would be similar to like Blockstream Liquid, or it would be similar to um, Avalanche or EOS or IOTA, you know, there's so many of these, I'm not saying Avalanche and IOTA are the same, but just, I'm talking about blockchains that are less decentralized than Ethereum. And, and it's at the point where the only, the only real way to find out if something is decentralized is uh, that you go to CZ, the CEO of Binance, and you say, you know, I've kidnapped your whole family, uh, and they're going to be sent to a, um, to a work camp in North Korea for the rest of their lives, unless you remove this smart contract or freeze these assets on Binance Smart Chain. Mm. And it is only at that time you will understand, you will know whether or not it is decentralized because it must come to that point. But the, the, the tricky part here is that these kind of threats, they will come to the people who actually have power to influence the chain, but they will come also with a message that says, oh, by the way, if you tell anybody, we're telling you to do this, it will be much worse. So we're never going to find out, but you will just see things like assets being frozen, things being censored, certain applications, not allowed to be on the thing. So that's how we'll find out. And yeah, that's the, that's the battle between Ethereum and Binance Smart Chain, which is very funny because Bitcoiners have always said that Vitalik can just turn Ethereum off and on when he wants to. Mm. And he sort of did once after the DAO uh, got hacked. You can argue if that's still possible and everything, but yeah. So now the same thing is happening between Ethereum and Binance Chain, where Ethereum is saying, oh yeah, well, you guys aren't decentralized. We are. So, It's, it's uh, funny how these things go
0: full circle, it, isn't
1: it? <laughs> it is full circle. That is the, that is the perfect phrase. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, there, there already has been as well this. I, I don't know the, the ins and outs of, of how it played out, but um, we mentioned this in last week's newsletter um, about this whole... Someone launched this project called Slave Finance, which was a bit of a bit of a rough, uh, rough, <laughs> rough project. When you look at it, like you know, visually and everything, is a bit, bit, uh, yeah. bit, touch and go. Um, anyway, that that seemed to just disappear. I mean, there were there were kind of talks that it was kind of a you know Ethereum. Someone in the Ethereum community trying to like uh, basically tear down by uh, a smart chain. But who knows? But anyway, that's, that's disappeared. And no one knows if that's, you know, the project or- Disappared,
1: Disappeared from the website or the blockchain itself? Probably the website. I'm
0: not, I'm not sure. I'm just, just the website. I don't know if the blockchain has disappeared. Because
1: that's the real thing. Yeah. Because Binance, I mean, if, if, the, if it is decentralized, then, then when you're watching, when you're seeing facts about the chain on Binance's website, that is only one website, then it should be possible to make other interfaces And the way to know is, if there is a secondary interface, would slave market or whatever it's called, show up there or not? Or did they actually manage to get it hard forked out? Oh,
0: man. Yeah, I think all these things are gonna, it's gonna be interesting to watch. Um, It's gonna escalate. Yeah, yeah. People are gonna get wackier ideas that are trying to push buttons more and more. Um,
1: And and we already know what the buttons are. They're always, Death threats, child pornography. Um, I guess those are, are the big ones, and and of course anything that is just extremely unpalatable, like like the slave thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know the child pornography thing. I remember with um, was it BSV when someone started uploading, they were like saying that there was tons of child porn on on
1: BSV or something. There was a... there is uh, there is also Bitcoin, I believe some really. Yeah. And, uh, that was actually, that was solved in a, that was solved in a quite elegant way. So, uh, Bitcoin, when you start the Bitcoin blockchain on your computer, it doesn't actually store all the data in just one sequence on your hard drive. It's just like kind of mismatched, um, mixed around. So there is not an extractable JPEG image of the child porn on your computer even if you have the full blockchain. Because uh, it's stored very out of sequence. So the only way to extract this image from the computer is to use a specialized tool, like another piece of software to read the file specifically for this. And then I can think that you can make the case that you're, you're just trying really hard. Yeah. You'd be watching something you shouldn't be watching. So yeah, yeah. that was kind of a, it's a quite uh, elegant solution.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, these things are only gonna, I, I, man. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how, how this all plays out, especially now that you know we seem to be full flow ball run.
1: The chain so, wars.
0: Yeah, yeah, it has begun. Um, I guess, I guess that's kind of it. But to round this one off, guys, remember that um, you might have seen we're, we're actually we're hiring. So we're looking for a uh, marketing assistant uh, to join us, help us scale up all this, all this content. Um, so if you think that's, uh, we'll I'll put the job ad in the description below. And we'll keep yeah. sharing it next week. Um, yeah, come uh, check it out and see if it's the right thing for you. We'd love to love to hear your applications. Um, but cool. Thanks, Andreas. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, good to kind of get back into the swing of things. It's and, great uh, catch up. And as I said, next week, uh, be sure to check out uh, the next interview we drop uh, with Zane Tackett from FTX. So it should be a good one.
1: That's going to be a really good one. Yeah, I'm looking
0: know. forward to it. Cool, guys. Thanks so much. See you later, Andres. Bye.